You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride and on Twitter at Slow Ride Pod. Hello and welcome to the 200 Headbutt, 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 headbutt Hello and welcome to the 214 mm, No, uh, no guy, no, uh, no I'm cutting you off, you're relegated That uh, God, Come you on clearly, You clearly chopped no him No way he had, he had the lane No way And uh, you stole had the wheel. Well, out I was totally just, fine I didn't do anything that worthy of a relegation Even earlier nope. in the announcement Mm. Yep. So this this whole intro is being relegated. We're gonna have to rerun it. But uh, little guy, you're gonna finish at the back of the group this Aww. time. Ah. All right. right. Hello and welcome to the 212th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in Minneapolis. Uh, this is Spencer in Boston. This is Matt in Minneapolis with a 200 Swiss franc fine. You know, <laughs> Tour de France sprints are nothing but relegations. We are now what four years in a row of a. A good old-fashioned relegation. This one, of course, we're talking about is Gaviria and Squarejaw himself, Ale- uh, Greipel, yeah. who also got relegated for an earlier push in the sprint um, on the same stage. But you know who was clean as a whistle? Mark Cavendish with a 10th place finish. <laughs> yeah, that's, looking that's good. Yeah, he's he's got no one to headbutt back, way back there. Because who's he going to headbutt, like Froome or Nibali? <laughs> <laughs> good point, good point. <laughs> So, that doesn't look good. There is so much to discuss. Tomorrow is the first rest day of the 2018 Tour de France. We have the end of the Giro de Rosa. And, of course, we have first rest day drama, new teams, all types of new things. We have a couple viewer and listener emails. And I want to be the first to admit that this past weekend, I was able to see friends of the podcast, Brandon Gavick and Derek Lewis in New York City. And that was fantastic. Talked a lot about... Um, Riding went to a uh, a restaurant, guys, in New York City called The Cannibal. And I know at first you're like, ooh, why would you go to a place called The Cannibal? Mm-hmm. Themed after Eddie yeah. Merckx. Mm-hmm. Did you check the menu carefully, Tim? I did, because uh, um, resident uh, food expert of the Slow Ride Pod uh, family, Arch Bernard, was also there. And he, he gave this place a thumbs up before he walked in. And uh, it was just a good time. I also met a um, famous photographer uh, uh, by the name of Kevin. Forgot his last name, but he uh, he took a photo of a <laughs> Laurent Fignon poster that we actually got for a little guy. And little guy, I have come into the house a couple times here, oh, and yeah. I have not seen the framed photo that oh. little that Spencer and yeah. I bought you of the professor. <laughs> it um, is framed. It's upstairs. It's framed. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll bring it down when we get done podcasting. Okay. I'll show you. I'll prove you both. It's upstairs in the room next to Sleeping Baby. Now, of everybody that um, I know, you're you you probably are the like I I float my favorite bike rider fandom. You guys know this, right? Like I, whoever's hot this week, <laughs> I have a new favorite. I found myself yeah. today even cheering for TJ Van Garderen. That's yeah, how I did too, though. Th- this is I, how I, I noticed that. This is and how you guys I, I'm a little disturbed. This is how I flip flop, right? Like I like I I will go where the winds. You guys could convince me that Lance Armstrong is the greatest cyclist <laughs> of all time at this point. Like I have yeah. no morals but little guy you yep. um have always been a diehard Fignon fan yep um i didn't know much about him other than the glasses uh <laughs> and i've heard rumors that he used to wear uh meat in his shorts to counteract some uh saddle sores <laughs> against the great greg lamond one of my favorite mm-hmm. cyclists so why do you like Laurent Fignon so much or did you like him since he tragically uh, passed away i because when I, I think I told you guys this, when I first got into cycling, uh, we could only see the tour once a year. It was uh, the only thing right. on. Is this, and you went to the library? You go to the library, yeah. you get your 1989 tour video, and it's hard. You know Le Mans wins, so who do you want to root for the whole time? You so want to root for Fignon. Using that logic, Spencer, I'm just assuming that you're a Pedro <laughs> Delgado fan because he showed up late to the start, oh, and burn. you like to show up late to everything. Um, is it, am I on the right track here? Oh, yeah, that's good. Uh, that's not good. not too far off. Not too far okay. off. Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, 
So I'm just going to float these wheels of favorite riderdom. Who was fourth um, that year? Because that would be your guy because you're a little bit off the podium all the time. So a couple of stories that we got to hit. First off, Lawson Craddock still going strong. Probably the tour, the story of the tour as far as I'm concerned right now. It's pretty great to mm. see. Probably getting more television time than any other rider because, as was pointing out in our um, Facebook fan experience zone and then also on our Twitter mentions, that he's always at the back of the pack. So whenever a rider yeah. is getting dropped, he's there. you see like Lawson Craddock with the upside down 13 at the back. And ballsy. Haven't seen an effort like that since Tyler Hamilton. Right? <laughs> Talked about that last week. Former favorite rider. Yep. Um, but today was the cobbles to Roubaix. And guys, I, I was... I was feeling bad for TJ Van Garderen. I was feeling really bad for TJ um, Van Garderen. <laughs> so Richie, so he finally succeeds in hiring the cobbler to take out Richie Port, right? So I mean, so halfway it, through the stage, he gets on the radio, and it's you know it's Jim Okowitz going, "Hey, you know, I know you're leaving the team next year to Education First Garmin Draypack Vodders, whatever that team's mm-hmm. called, presented by Tennis Shoes." But you, you sir, are now our leader. You are the BMC hope. Go get him, TJ. And you know TJ right there is like, heck yeah, let's kick it into overdrive. <laughs> and then disaster. Everything yeah. happened. Flat tires, crashes, just didn't have the fitness to hold on to the back. I mean, that was sad when he was getting dropped in the convoy today. Yeah. Who knows how much the crashes affected him. Yeah. Phys- physically, I would assume, and I think we've, I mean, we've pulled this on PJ all the time, but it was probably more mental. The look I, on TJ's face yeah. was of utter defeat. And it, it hurt because I was, I the first thing I saw when I pulled up the uh, coverage today was that Port was out, that's and so I, my no, my yeah. I started watching. I saw Port out, and I was like, "Oh, my first crap, thought was like on TJ's bandwagon." TJ, TJ is the team leader. Oh my God. Well, and you bring up an interesting point that you could see the look on his face uh, of utter defeat. Uh, I think you put it, um, which is accurate. Yeah, but um, I, it it brings to mind the way that I like to judge my tour favorites. Um, Tim has his favorites. Uh, it's whoever's hot that week, whoever's <laughs> in the news, whoever's getting the tweets. Mm-hmm. Um, mine, you know, I judge based solely on facial expressions during this stage and during the tour in general. Uh, Tommy Volkler, obviously always a favorite, um, oh, yeah. retired to greener pastures now, but, um, yeah, TJ didn't look like he had it, but you know who was in a similar um, state today of, of just poor luck was Roman Bardet, who was pulling his best vocalers. Oh, yeah. Chasing back onto uh, the Peloton. It was excellent. He was doing it for France on Bastille Day. I know they didn't win the day, but they sort of did with Bardet's, uh, you know, yeah. expressions. Yeah, he had to chase back on... What, 153 times? I mean... <laughs> At minimum, yeah. Bare minimum. I mean... Who's their wheel sponsor? I don't know. Like the Entire today's, sponsor. Today's entire thing was Carnage. Yeah, it and was... And then Bardet, right? And then you saw... Um, I mean, it was Oliver. So uh, Ben Strine so, on the... Oh, go ahead, Spencer. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, I, I don't think there was a, a favorite uh, that came through unscathed. You saw Ron, uh, he was well. pretty dirty. Uh, <laughs> Landa hit the ground and was all torn up. Um, all the favorites. No. Every single favorite. No. We saw Chris Froome Stop. hitting the deck. We saw Spencer. all of the fa- Every single favorite. Don't make me headbutt you there. out of the way, sir. Because as Ben Strine pointed out in our Facebook group, no, not Port. Okay, let's go for TJ. No, not TJ. Let's go for Bardet. No, not Bardet. Let's go for Landa. Well, then Landa got dropped. Oh, wait. Froome bobbled. No, not Bardet getting dropped again. Okay, now we're all in on Euron. Damn it, not in Euron. Screw it, boys. Alejandro Valverde for 2018 Tour de France. He is the leader of the the favorites. Did Spencer, you can throw as much shade on that awesomeness that Movistar I'm team going is. To. But Movistar is leading this train. And all aboard the Valverde train. So I'm gonna Mountain. I'm gonna derail this with one word. Mountains. <laughs> Two weeks. Quintana. Yeah, I don't think Quintana hit the deck, did he? Well, but Quintana was also there all yeah. day long, and Valverde was working for him, and it was beautiful. No, it was it was good. I'm stoked Quintana's there, but there is the fear that now Quintana is just in front of Uran. He's still behind Froome by like a minute. Yeah. 
Well, well I think we've sorted uh, the Landa Quintana beef <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, pretty well. Yeah, that's come down again. That was clearly um, one of my favorite things about... Oh, so, so I got on the TJ bandwagon, mm-hmm. and then TJ did TJ things, and then I was like, okay, I don't feel bad for him anymore, because BMC was just basically like, all right, we are not working for you anymore. We're going all in on Ben Avermatt. Yeah, for because the Because GVA is sticking around for the new triple c bmc team bmc is going away it's going to be like yeah. triple c giant but akowitz is keeping his team around little guy how stoked are you that triple c Polsat is now moving up to the big levels you think uh, they're going to bring back david Rebelin? gosh that'd be great no i don't think they're going to do that i don't think they're going to be able to hire Rebelin away from kuwaiti airline skydive uh team he's on right now or whatever <laughs> now the naming is what i'm worried about is it going to be BM triple C is it going to be BMC CCC are we going CCC BMC like how do so, you how do you abbreviate well, that into three letters for the yeah. tour like for the live uh, footage so um, this is a really good question I hope that that is a problem moving forward but I don't think it's gonna I think BMC as a sponsor is leaving the Akowitz family I think that that, yeah. that one is done at I the think end they're going the to they're going to Sunweb I think so they're just going to swap team Maybe. bikes. That's was, so was, weird. Cycling's so weird I remember so reading something sometimes. like that. Let me, let me look that up. Let, um, me, let me get the uh, news machine while you guys are doing that. Yeah, so I, I, Sorry, we were talking DMC about... to Dimension Data. Oh, Dimension Data. Yeah. That's weird. So like most... At the end of the day, despite it being pretty much carnage the whole day and port crashing out, like most of the GC guys didn't lose time on each other. Like Landa... What? Landa and... He was only seven seconds down, right? Landa, Bardet lost a little time, and then really the guy who, who took it on Iran. the chin is Iran. But other than that, like all the GC guys, despite falling down, having a million bike changes, they're all yeah. right there. And you know who really rode anonymously, which is what you want to do on a day like today if you're a GC guy? Don't even is, say that. Is Bargell. Oh, Bargui, yeah, he did, he did really well. And like... And Nibali. Spencer, great point with Nibali. <laughs> Nibali too. And so did... Yeah. Molema. You know, you guys are lucky that Sneaky. I'm not that I'm not at the home studios, so I can't bust out my uh, um, bikes according to G Book because Grant Thomas. Oh, you're right. The 16th. Are we today. still calling him a G um, G C A? I guess so, so. Spencer, you had some really great points that Nibali, or sorry, Nibali himself, but Nairo, um, Valverde, a lot of the favorites were still around. I know you're toying around saying, you know, it was carnage out there. It kind of looked yeah. like almost like the transition zone at a triathlon. And that's what I think. A little bit. That's, yeah. that's you know, especially with port going down. Um, but TJ. So I have a couple, okay. I have a couple questions. Right. I just, I want to derail this whole conversation because, you know, results are results. Everybody can look them up, but this stage itself is kind of controversial. Now we've had Perry Roubaix style stages in the tour before. Everybody kind of complains about him. We saw Thomas DeGant complaining on Twitter about it then, before the stage happened, then, which I thought was great that he got off the yeah, phone immediately. I love that. It's, well, I mean, it's it makes the sense. best way to deal with something yeah. that you are not as excited to do is to just get it over with as quick as possible. Yeah, it's true. So, um, but if all of the leaders, all of the GC hopes and everybody basically made it through without really changing much time on each other, what is the point? of this stage aside from possibly damaging people and ruining their tours. It was so exciting, Spencer. So is that your question? I know. Is that your question? No, I know it's exciting, but Barry Roubaix is exciting. So that's not a surprise. Does it belong in the tour if it's not actually going to shake things up? Who are you? TJ Van Garderen's dad? (laughs) Come on. I think it did shake things up. It was amazing. Because you've got, you've got a guy like Iran losing a bunch of time and you got Bardet losing a little bit of time. Like crushing it today to try to get to the, the, I mean, yeah, Fuslang tried to I know, actually. I know you enjoyed the stage, Spencer, but I would say that yeah. a stage like this, because it is the Tour de France and it goes around the country of France, mm-hmm. that every now and then they need to go through a city. As much as people in France seem to want to forget about Roubaix because it is, it seems like it's so far behind the the modernization of France that this needs to be a focus. I, I think it's it added a little spice to the first week yeah. after those lame. Flat stages, except for um, Dan Martin's epic win. But I mean, <laughs> seriously, I mean, Spencer, do you, what do you think? Maybe not every year, but how often do you want to see a stage like this in the tour? I don't know. I feel like I see this stage once every April, and that's pretty mm. great. Um, oh. I don't know. 
I, I like Paris Roubaix is amazing, right? It's incredible. Uh-huh. So, I I am not. I don't dislike it, but I'm not 100 percent sold that I need to see Nairo Quintana bouncing over cobblestones. Like, but doesn't it's that, not it's not as exciting no. as Paris Roubaix. I'm with I'm with him. Excitement, like yeah. just a little. So I I hear what you're saying. Are you are you is, is another way to put what you're saying into uh, other words? Like it almost waters down Paris Roubaix if you see it in the tour in July. Like too many cobblestone stages after a while kind of makes cobbles lame. Maybe. Maybe. I also think it could be a giant global, um, you know, conspiracy by <laughs> bicycle manufacturers to sell more gravel bikes. Mm-hmm. That's definitely possible. What, and did, more, more or less dominators. Like they in, are in forcing the tour's hand into putting these type of stages into the Tour de did, France so that more globally, more people see and are like, ooh, I want to do that. It looks exciting, but I'm going to need a bike with a plush ride and yeah. slacker geometry. Did we see any um, pre-Roubaix stage today technology? I saw Aww. like the double gel bar tape, which apparently a little guy says adds like seven watts. I did see um, Science, a couple of videos of different teams using the DI2 um, shift pods yep. up by the on the top of the bars so you could shift when you were up top and then bigger chain rings. Did you see any, Spencer, mm-hmm. any type of tech, technology that they're trying to force down our throats now besides disc brakes? Uh, no, nothing nothing outside of what we, we normally see with like top top tube mounted little brake levers, yeah. uh, which are real dumb. Um, the shifters, like you mentioned, have the buttons available right by the stems when you're riding on the tops. Um, I'm sure you, there were some tires. I didn't see anybody running like box rims with like tied and soldered spokes though, which is always disappointing that I, we've moved beyond that. What about, uh, the lack of the Canyon teams riding the hover bars, the duplex bars? Yeah, <laughs> that's true. You know, like that would have been a, a coup for them. Yeah. That's really uh, yeah. seems like a marketing right, uh, loss so, there. I'm, I'm with, I'm with, I'm with Timmy. I, I think if you're going to call yourself tour de France champion, you got to hit a little bit of everything. What about what about okay. this? Any slow ride podcast rules. Maybe a tour cobble stage like this once every three years. Yeah. It's kind of like when they go how often they go to the Alp Duez. Like one year you do the Alp, one year you do um the Roubaix. Yeah, sure. Now, Spencer, do you agree with that? <laughs> I don't like rules, Tim. Yeah, okay. uh, I think you well, I think you know this, but uh We've kind I, I, I like I said, I'm I'm on the fence. I'm not totally against it, but I'm not totally for it. And I do think that if it's in the tour, it's fine. Like everybody has to do it. Everybody has to deal with it. It is fair, but at the same time, I just don't know if there's a point. Did we have we gotten this far into the podcast and totally bury the lead on the Roubaix stage winner, John Dagenkolb? I was true. so damn stoked to see him win because of how long has it taken for him to get back to this level after that training crash at the start of was it last season? No, it was the season before. Like, this guy was the king of the sprints. He was, you know, he was taking on Kittle and winning. Um, and then to see him win this stage was pretty awesome with GVA looking good. And then um, Yves Lampere, uh in third for the Wolfpack. Yeah. I mean, overall, what a great day. It was so much fun to watch. Did you guys see his post-race interview it's pretty it's pretty touching he I was, heard it was a he's very it was, a, it was very emotional he's talking about like a friend of his that passed away and yeah it, it was a serious tearjerker if you want if you want to cry about bike racing just w- pull that up uh it's a couple minutes and it'll it'll get you um it, that- it definitely it definitely you know it was already a nice win and i was already like oh it's good to see doug and cope winning and then i watched the post-race and i was like so turn this off i'm gonna start it- start ch- crying it's been uh, so the Trek Sega Freda team has kind of had a crazy week, right? So we know Port is going there. That's that's been confirmed. <laughs> then they yeah, they're like, Ooh, but then this week ooh. they announced the Trek Sega Freda women's team, which is mm-hmm. awesome because for now Trek has been involved with the Trek Drops team in the women's mm-hmm. um, world tour, and now mm-hmm. you've got the Trek Sega Freda women's team. That's awesome. Uh, in it's addition, joining it's joining like the movie star women's team, the yeah. Mitchelton Scott women's team, like more and more Sunweb. of these, yeah, yeah Sunweb, uh, more and more of these big teams are fielding women's teams, which is awesome to see. As they should, almost be required to. And then also, I did see the UCI is starting to implement some minimum women's salaries for the top level teams that then you know get entries into the women's world tour races. So things seem to be moving in the right direction. But I'm stoked on the Trek Segafredo women's team because. 
also what they're doing on the uh, the World Cup cyclocross scene where it's an equal payout, and then they're even putting uh, the women's race last in Waterloo coming up. So Trek yeah. is clearly pushing, you know, women's racing to the forefront. I I am curious if the Trek drops team continues. I don't know, Spencer, if you've heard anything or like if there's been any talk of that. I uh, I don't know. Um, I assume that they are separate entities and they will continue to be separate entities, but um, so who's to say? Yeah. And then the other Trek news this week, uh, one of friends of the podcast, uh, Tom Skunes, mm-hmm. is now in the sights of the internet trolls. And because really? of... Yeah. So Tom's crashes, right? And he's putting his chain back on the bike. The crash the other day? Yeah, that's yeah. like the Velon video? Back on the bike yeah, and yeah. wheels the, the pedal. Yeah. And then as he does that, he's putting it back on the bike. But the way the camera angle comes from the motorcycle... It looks like his rear wheel is going super fast, and people are like, "Oh, it must be a motor." <laughs> I haven't seen yeah. this. I haven't oh, seen yeah. this. Oh yeah, and then like, so the trolls right. are coming That's out like funny. left and right, and you're like, well, "What about the angle?" And then, um, uh, uh the gentleman from uh, Cycling Tips, uh, Kate Kaylee uh, uh, Frentz or whatever Fritz, the editor, Fritz, sorry, Fritz, 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 he was remember. like, "I was at the podium after the race when they took his bike into the X-ray area, and yeah. like nothing happened. Like this is the most asinine." idiotic argument yeah you know people like they take the one angle tell you sell supplements Um, baby i know so (laughs) motors but you can't like motor doping definitely is happening right like like we know that there's there's got it's happened in the french master cyclocross i just don't i sort of juniors i think i continually doubt that it happens at the pro level and i I believe that it happens at the local level now there, there's always like you look at the videos, right? And you're like, oh, the mm. Cancellara video with the dumb Gaiman controversy. And yeah. then you've got the um, the uh, Ryder Heshtal uh, wheel thing. spinning thing. Yeah. And then this one just seemed like such a no, I gratuitous even heard editing. That's silly. Did, um on a side note, did did Gaiman and Cancellara do their Fondo yeah. race? Did they, that happen? They did their uh, actually... WWE style uh, race. Uh, Who... Gaiman beat him up the hill. Okay. Pretty solid. I figured that's what was going to happen. They were riding together, and then Gaiman gave him the look. And yeah, yeah. In the drops, gave him the Cobra. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> so, Spencer, you got anything else to add on this motor thing? Uh, I have not given any thought to this yeah. motor thing whatsoever because it's ridiculous. It. Yeah, it's totally yeah. ridiculous. I hadn't even heard about that. I that's funny. But um, and then also when you talk to the journalists that are there on the the scene, and they're like, "No, we like saw the whole thing," or yeah. you know, the different live video that they were getting of different cameras, and they're like, "You could clearly tell he was putting his chain back on the bike," or or whatever the the explanation it's, was. It was. Yeah, just it's dumb. just insane. It's yeah. like you. Why would I know you have all motor- ride bikes? You you wouldn't be watching the tour if you weren't interested in bicycles. And when a crank turns a chain there's tension like the wheel spins like it's basic physics stuff come on now man. i haven't seen that other video so <sighs> sure these are the same people that are like the worth is flat because i haven't been in outer space to see that it's round but but here's right. here's the it, it's so so stupid but um why would tom skewns use a motor on a flat stage that's what i don't understand Just like to- I mean, I think the theory would be that you'd use a motor to chill, right? Yeah, Save but like, your it energy. still doesn't make sense. Like, Hope you're in not. In the mountains, like we've talked about, the mo- if you're going to use a motor, you use it in the mountains and you change it after the first mountain climb on the day, right? Yeah, and then you, contador you brought, style. Contador style. You, you, like, you ghost ride it into the, the vineyard because you crash off the side of the road <laughs> down the ravine, and then your buddy's there in a uh-huh. cave, and yeah. then he hands it to you. And then you climb back up with the new bike. Yeah. And then, um, like how we want all we want all those Strava segments. With I will you. say, yeah. if there's one thing the UCI <laughs> seems to be on top of, and I know that I, you know, I'm a conspiracy kind of guy. Yeah. But there's one thing they seem kind of on the forefront of and really trying to combat. It's definitely the motor doping a hell of a lot more than the biological doping, right? Yeah, right. I feel like it. Right. For well, for whatever reason, they've decided that it looks it, it looks worse for the sport. Oh, it looks way it worse. It does. Way worse. It does. It, which weird, is which though. is sad. But like, isn't that weird? You know, you you have this thing where you've got worldwide wrestling. You know, federation. You've got it's WWE. NFL, um, you've got worldwide wrestling entertainment. Thank you. Continue. You've got <laughs> baseball. You've got every. You've got soccer. Like every sport, track and field. You know, people are used to. Well, okay, a lot of 
probably elite athletes are 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 up to some shenanigans. Like it's there's a certain level of uh, acceptance there, uh, and I don't think people think it's okay, but they understand that people yeah, do that. What true. they wouldn't understand is people basically riding a motorcycle in a <laughs> bicycle race. You know what I mean? Yeah, they would yeah. they would be like so, this is shenanigans. This is a total yes. farce. Mm-hmm. This I, sport is garbage now. You know? I th- I think so. I think is. As soon as a motor is found in the Tour de France, I mean, it's it's a death sentence for for cycling. So so then that that fills into the conspiracy theorists to be like, oh, they'd keep it quiet. But I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how you keep. But anyways, it's gonna be some. There's no way that a whole team would. There's no way a team would allow that within their camp. Like we know, dudes are fast enough. Like there are enough dudes out there who are actually fast. That if you have a dude who can't cut it on his own, mm-hmm. like on your team, that he wouldn't just not make the team next year. It's, you know what I mean? Like it's you would ha- find somebody who could do it. It's gonna happen in the Giro before it happens. Now, <laughs> in the tour, let's no, all admit it's it. It's gonna happen in the Volta. I I think it's gonna happen in some. Yeah, I it actually could. It would be happening wherever Chris Horner is racing. Like those that that's the level of race, right? The like tour of where's like Azerbaijan? Yeah. Um, like the the races that are a little like way down the UCI point ranking calendars seem like they could possibly be shady considering they're Um, very shady countries now spencer um on the agenda here this week you thought worthy that we need to talk about america's most popular cycling personality taylor finney should be discussed oh yeah what do you got on he's the poet laureate laureate of america now right he is the only saving grace to watching the nbc sports coverage with Bill and Paul is the video diaries. He's as far as great. I'm I can't believe people hate on him. I I'm a big fan now. Spencer Spencer's about to hate on him. Spencer, I think because look at the look shade. on Spencer's yeah. face. The shade is oh coming my god. Um, oh my god. All right, Spencer, <laughs> t- take us down from this high because I don't even want to mention oh, his right. result the other day. All right. I mean, we're both just sitting here looking at Taylor's Instagram, just being like, yeah. It's, these video diaries that have been on NBC's broadcast, and I don't know if they're on other uh, networks' broadcasts, but. Uh, they might be the worst things I've ever no! seen in my life. Oh, man. They're so bad. You're just, you guys. You are such why, a contrarian. All right, tell me why, why, do you, why, why do you dislike them? They, there's nothing in them at all. Like, did you see? Nothing. What? Did you see the one where he, uh, Lawson Craddock, I, is on the side of the bus getting treated by the chiropractor and he was making the worst pain faces in the world? You didn't, like, feel a little love for I, the guy? I didn't see that one. Um, wow. I saw a couple where he's just sort of walking around with a selfie stick, talking to nobody about nothing, making no sense. And then they cut back to the tour and I'm like, I would have rather just watched riders ride through a cornfield. It would, it would have been more interesting. Wow. Wow. I, I think it's because his heart rate is at like 13. <laughs> that like it just there is no excitement so, there's no anything in this well, presentation can whatsoever. we talk then can we talk just a little bit about how it's like he got his sprinting legs the other day and he didn't he get like a top 10 he was he was up there i don't remember if it was pretty quite cool a to top see. 10 but he was definitely mixed wow up. spencer i i mean you're cool like you're my co-host on the podcast but i mean I might I might have to call up ZipRecruiter see to get get someone else to uh, replace you for an episode, put you on probation. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, I see. I like that. I I, I enjoy the just sort of um, strange chillness. I I I like to think see, that, that it makes sense to me that you would enjoy that. Yeah, because it's great. I mean, one of yeah. I was gonna go down a long diversion, but I won't go there. But you know, like. If you if you really talk to many pros when they're hanging out at a race, they're they're just like trying to not move or expend any energy, right? And and they they basically become lifeless blobs between the times that they're pedaling. So I enjoy that he's you know just trying yeah. just keeping it low. Well, I, I I enjoy it. We're we're on we're on the t- we're on the the Taylor Fitting bandwagon. I don't know. I like Taylor Finney and I like, uh, you know, his thoughts and everything. That's great. But I don't necessarily think it makes very good television. Uh, totally disagree. It's way better than when they have Bill and Paul on there. But um, we're going to have Bob Roll. He's going to be all free, hyper. The commercial free um, yeah. stuff, again, is so good with yeah. uh, Robbie McEwen uh, talking about like how things I, I love. I love it. Love it. Love it. Um, and then uh, next thing that uh, Spencer 
that on our notes here is um, Team Orca Whale, um, also known as Team Free Willy of uh, Team Sky, looking pretty good uh, so far, and Chris Froome looking good. But what about their helpers did you want to uh, bring up on Team Sky? Oh, yeah. Did you guys see uh, with the Prairie Roubaix stage today, uh, stage nine, the um, the stats of team helpers that were out along the roadside uh, at the end of cobble sections and everything? Oh, oh yeah. I saw a lot of quick step ones. I, I didn't the, notice. I saw many. the neon high-vis green shirts that the Sky Riders were wearing. Sure. So uh, I saw... Yeah, I saw some numbers come across Twitter, and I don't have it in front of me, so I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, um, do the best I can to paraphrase this tweet. But Team Sky had 40 people uh, out along the course uh, mm-hmm. as as plants, as helpers with you know whatever wheels and everything else. Um, the next highest number that I saw was Movistar had 13. Yeah, and pretty much everybody else had like four or five tops. Do you think? I think Quickstep must have had a lot, man. I kind of doubt so they didn't Someone have pointed a lot. out to me that they- I don't. I don't have the numbers yeah, in yeah. front of me. But here, here's the thing: the Tour de France goes like to these great lengths to make the race like a level playing field, sort of like fair. Like, oh, we're gonna switch up the route every year, so sometimes it's more climby, sometimes whatever. Like, we're gonna throw in a a cobble stage, so everybody has to do it. We're gonna limit the number of you know riders on each team to make it a little more less dominated by one team. We're going to we're going to try and make it as even as we can. But then we're going to allow one team that has a huge budget to be able to pay 40 people to help them out on the side of the road when all these other teams cannot afford it, to do that or or It didn't help them when they were all crashing. It you don't know. You actually don't know. Yeah. They could have been up and riding again uh well, you know thanks to a wheel the only- uh, that they may have had to wait for. Yeah. True. I guess it's I don't. True. I don't have an issue with that. Um, one of it's my, insane. It, no, it's crazy to me. It's not like the biggest world but, conspiracy or anything, but like it's just one of these things that's like, really. But Spencer, how are you gonna like police? The, you know that type of thing to me is you like can't. whatever. My favorite part though, a friend pointed out that they saw someone on the side of the road holding up two kids' sixteen-inch wheels, like as <laughs> like as a joke, like hey, come here for the. For your wheel change, I've got 16-inch wheels. I nice. thought that was pretty funny, right? They, Come on. The only, the, yeah, that's good. I, I, only, <laughs> saw, that's great, I yeah. only saw Gilbert take that's a wheel only. from one of the helpers. That's the only um, helper I saw actually succeed all day. Um, I just, yeah. It, yeah, Gilbert was perfectly timed. That so was crazy. To wrap up the uh, Tour de France after the first week, before we go into pre-lap, the last thing I want to talk about um, is the eight-person teams. So we are one week into an eight-person team tour uh, do you like having one less person so far in the team? Have you noticed a difference? Smaller peloton, less crashes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sure, less crashes. The first week was a lot of carnage. This should, this was a lot of carnage this week. Should we not be judging the eight person team by just one week of the tour? No. You know, I, th- I think I think I think we got to see what it does come third week when when guys so, yeah, are tired. This exactly. is a yeah. And, and half this your is a week three rule. Half your team exactly. is like you know, totally exhausted and you don't have that one guy that's that's, that's there. That's why I wanted to bring it up because remember, this is the same type of anti-argument that we had when they got rid of race radios Yeah, and then the riders were like, oh, they're stupid. And then after one week, everyone's like, oh, well, I guess we're not going to try it anymore. Yeah. And they, so I am waiting for third week. I, I'm excited to see what happens. Obviously the crashing, it wasn't reduced at all, but. Well, I mean, I think. I mean, it will start playing out even in the second week, right? Because we had a lot of guys crash. We had a lot of guys. We had a fair number of abandons today. Um, BMC has, what, a guy left at this point? It's just Van Arma by himself. Um, TJ's but a shell of a man now. So, uh, he's going to go for some stages. You know, th- this does fall into what we were kind of all talking about before, of like TJ's working for port, pressure's off, and now he's lost a bunch of time, and now he can actually just go for stages in the mountains. Well, like him well, and Caruso are pretty far <laughs> down. Like neither of them can even. How much like, time did TJ hypo- lose today? Like, five minutes, oh, okay. I think. So like, so here's, not here's, the end of the, the world, thing. but TJ went into this tour with no pressure, not the team leader, because we we know he can't handle it. He's he's you know it's too much for whatever reason. Not that he's a bad rider. It's just one of these things that. I don't know. Seems to pile on him. Yeah. So he has a perfect lead in. He's doing great. Port goes down. Port crashes out of the tour. TJ, de facto leader, 
within 15 minutes is now off the back of the race, <laughs> falling apart. Nothing. You can't keep it yeah, together yeah, yeah, at yeah. all. My guess is they and, didn't even uh, tell him on the radio. They didn't even tell him he was right. the leader uh, and he just felt it. He could tell. <laughs> he could change it, feel a change in the air. No, they probably yeah. shouldn't have told him. They should have kept it from him. Told, every day he'd be like, where's, where's Port? And they were like, he's up at the front, dude. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I, on a port note, yeah. were you guys even slightly surprised that Port broke his collarbone today? I mean, I would have put no. down serious money it, on Port been... crash, like breaking his collarbone in this stage. Like, I, I believe it was yeah. almost a 100% guarantee that, that he was going to break a bone today. That would have been a two today. to one on uh, He didn't even make it to the cobblestones. If that was a roller yeah. derby proposition, will oh, Richie God. Port break his collarbone during this Tour de France? Yeah. Uh, w- yes. Almost one to one. I. Uh, the only surprise about it was that it happened so early. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Thought I thought it would at least get to the cobbles. It happened before I turned on the television. <laughs> yeah, but like usually like a major GC guy is out of the race and I'm like, whoa. And I just sort of like looked at it in the little feed and was like, oh, that already happened. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> I, fi- I thought I'd get to see it, but I guess I didn't wake up early enough. <laughs> yeah. All yeah. right. And with that, we're going to head into the uh, prem lap. Let's go. So remember it and uh, yeah, enjoy your story podcast. Hey guys, we, we're 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 racing for something very important today. Yeah. Um, I just want to point this out. That when I was on my trip to New York City, mm-hmm. it got pointed out to me that uh, bit.ly slash WAP Beans is a great way to get some Grimper Brothers coffee. It is. And we have our very own wide angle podium blend called the Full Schleck. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's ready to roll. $25, get a one pound bag of coffee, handcrafted in Texas. I can't think of a better uh, better place. And what, what's, what's even... To go full Schleck. To go full Schleck, yes. And we can talk about the importance of going full Schleck, which is when you fully unzip your jerseys um, in a little bit. But here's the thing. Grimper Brothers, they take their orders each week through Sunday at about 9 p.m. And then it's cut off, right? Like, you can still order, but you're not going to get it until the following week because they roast it on Monday and Tuesday and then they ship it out to you so it's on your doorstep for Saturday for when you get ready for that coffee ride or that brunch a little bit later. If you're listening to this Mm -hmm. podcast, you're probably not riding your bike anyway. Um, You're probably just a real big brunch fan. So go to bit.ly slash WAP beans for some Grimper Brothers WAP full Schleck blend. Now, I'm not the coffee expert, right? I I like a a little Cubano coffee every now and then in uh, Florida. Spencer, Mm -hmm. you're the coffee guy. Yeah. Tell me why someone should be buying the Grimper Brothers. What kind of notes? Are we going to have notes of zippers and winning? Winning. Some, uh, you know, is it airy? Is it... um, Is it sort of like the hills of Luxembourg? Is it a mountain blend? Notes of of altitude, uh, salt, and and desperation. Yeah. Oh, it does sound like a schleck. It's it's actually chocolate caramel orange uh, oh. kind of hints. That sounds in there. way tastier. Um, and that that's some like deep level coffee drinking uh, experience. So you get to pull those flavors out. But basically, it's a Guatemalan uh, light roast, um, and what that means is it's going to be delicious. Mm. It's going to be a good morning coffee. It's going to be uh, something you want to put in your French press or your Aero press, whatever you're doing. You got a Chemex little pour over action uh at your coffee bar in your uh kitchen it is it is gonna wow. it's gonna treat you right is that a chemistry set that you just uh mentioned there now, we haven't talked about chemistry. this previous it, well, it's a okay it's a fancy way of, of brewing your coffee for okay. for fancy people it's educated it's 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 fancy but it's also just so much less uh automated yeah you know what i mean like it's not your mr coffee you don't it's you diy don't punch in the timer Okay. Yeah, you just boil some water and pour it over yeah. your coffee. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. That's it's it's as simple as it gets, but it is also very fancy, fancy. in a um, sense. But you don't have to take it that far. This coffee works in your Mister Coffee yeah, machine. It'll work That's anywhere. fine. Um, it'll it'll make a great cup, uh, no matter what. Uh, like Tim said, twenty five bucks for a pound. Uh, now that might sound like like kind of a lot, 
But this is, A, it's quality coffee uh, sourced from Central and South America. Um, but also, it's a one-pound bag. You go to the grocery store, most of the time you're buying like a 12-ounce bag. Well, uh, so you're so you're actually getting a lot more beans in this bag than uh, than a lot of times. A lot more beans, and then you're not you're not playing you're not paying like a huge uh, tax on it. I'm assuming, mm-hmm. right? You know, you're not you're not paying for the um, the experts behind the counter there at Whole Foods with their handlebar mustache to tell you about the fine <laughs> hinted notes. You know, no, some... this is this is true. Yeah, um, Dan from Grimper has been uh, a cycling fan forever. Uh, he's been a huge supporter uh, of 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 cycling in general. He supports all kinds of folks like Helen Wyman. He supports Amanda Nauman, um, lots of teams. You can find a bunch of different beans on his site. Um, buy as many as you like, but make sure you also buy that uh, that full Schleck blend because uh, that one is the one that supports Wide Angle Podium. Not just us, but also Bike Shop CX and Crosshairs Radio. So you guys, we haven't talked about this. I'm going to bring this up now. You think we should all pool our money and send uh, one bag of this to Frank and one to Andy? This may be actually a good idea. Um, is that trolling or is that a gift? I mean, I don't know where that, if that's, is that creepy? Where, well, where, is it, where do we fall off, on the spectrum? how do we find the addresses? Well, Andy I'm, owns a bike shop. Okay, this is not... So we can figure that out well, pretty easy. And we could probably they, just say, they can't could you sue us. Give if they this did one to sue Frank. us, that would bring us the publicity that we've always desired. Yeah, so yeah. We've we always can wanted send that. Send them some full schleck. Do we. I, I love this idea. Look, this is. <laughs> I just thought of you, it. You have some <laughs> iffy ideas, let's be honest. Most yeah. most ideas in. Yeah. This, this, is, this is solid gold. So. Okay, we're gonna send. We are gonna do this. The <laughs> full Schleck is on his way, and I think the way that we need to do it is we need to almost get signature confirmation for when we send it. So we oh yeah, know definitely, when definitely. They signed it, and then maybe there's a way we could take that autograph. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can get you can get UPS to send now, you the autograph. Here's the question: Do we do we explain? Do we write a note and say what we mean by the full Schleck? Or do we let because, it? We leave it up to them to try to figure it because out. Because I, I feel like they know. Okay, so. I think we leave it like a little bit of mystery. A little, just do we not even write a note and just send them the bag of coffee, and just as the full. Show. I don't know, maybe maybe a nice note. We're I big feel like fans. Cyclists don't like to put things in their bodies that they don't know where it's from. They neither of them is in the testing pool anymore. Okay, <laughs> but maybe. And coffee's a diuretic, so Frank should like it. Boom. <laughs> nice. All right. Boom, That's Frank. A good idea. Um. <laughs> Should we send like well, should we send one bag like a week early to Andy and then one to Frank and be like hey you're the forgotten one like we didn't forget about you Frank but we kind of did like a week later I don't know I think we send two bags to Andy's bike shop and we say hey can you give yep. this one to Frank okay. we don't Once have we're not so creepy that we have his address or your personal home address Yeah we're like medium creepy Okay this is a good idea so so go to bit.ly and help us out WAP yeah. beans once again, that's a bit.ly slash WAP beans to get one pound bag of Grimper Brothers WAP wide angle podium branded coffee, the full Schleck blend. Yeah. Yeah. That now brings us into once again, thanking all of our listeners and supporters of the wide angle podium network. Um, good friends of ours and uh, the sister and um, brother shows on the network. Always great yes. to listen, including Crosshairs Radio, mm-hmm. who, um, Little guy, they're gonna, I'm sure, uh, be discussing the yeah. master link of master links. I hope so, because so after I brought that up last week, you guys about about the master link thing, I didn't have a master link fail, but I did bring the client into the basement the other night, and I looked down uh, at the chain just to to assess how much it needed to be lubed because it had just been I'd been rained on a lot, and I noticed that I was missing an outer link. On on like oh, yeah. uh, like an outer plate on one part of my chain, it didn't cause a problem. So maybe you don't need one. Maybe we could save some weight. Yeah, you. I think you could take out. Idea. You could take out every other sided link, but um, that feels like I jinxed myself on that one because I hadn't had a chain problem in a long time. And then of course it was actually on the mountain bike, which I said I had the most fear about it. So, um, yeah, I hope they answer my question because I need to go buy a new chain and I need to know which one to buy. Well, the Wide Angle Podium Network, maybe uh, maybe Crosshairs Radio will continue 
being your personal mechanics on the air and help you out. And um, Spencer, do you have anything else uh, that we want to uh, discuss? Uh, in the premlap, no. Um, just the just the Grimper brothers. That's the main thing. They're a new new supporter of the show and the network, so uh, definitely go check that out. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, thanks to everybody who is a donor. Uh, that is a huge, huge help, and uh, you guys get to listen kind of guilt free. You know, awesome. Well, what I, mean, I don't, don't want to shame the people that aren't donating, but you know, it's a little better. You're you're a VIP class if you are. <laughs> That's right. And with that, let's get back to the show because we have a lot to discuss. What up? This is Tom Skoyinch, and you're listening to this low ride. Okay, let's get first right into um, something that uh, is important to us, and that's the Velo Games competition. We had a, uh, a little snafu when Velo Games got sued by the ASO, and we had to make an audible. Yep. And because um, we had an awesome sponsorship from the Alma GP in the middle of the mitten of Michigan, where basically all expenses paid race. You, you have to pay to get there. You got to pay to get there, but they're going to put you in a hotel. They're going to get you some, some brews, and they're going to get you in the race. And where is it? In it's Michigan. Alma. Alma. So Alma's a town. That's not his name? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. It's right in the middle. Right in the middle of the mitten. Right near Kalamazoo. Yeah, I don't know my geography that or well. Jackson. It's near Midland, because I know where Midland is, okay. and that's the only thing I know. So the Alma GP, the biggest cross race, sponsored by a pontoon boat company. You're going to go. They're going to put you up in a hotel. They're going to buy you a bunch of beer, and uh, they're going to let you race for free if you win our Velo Games League for the Tour de France. Well, couldn't do that anymore. So we called the Audible. Little guy, what are we, how are we determining who's going to win this um, in our Velo Games Well, League? we put our three heads together in the in the podcast green room, and I, I think we've decided we're going to go with 16th place. If you can pick 16th place on stage 16, so that's the on the 24th of July. It's the 16th stage. It's the, the first day after the uh, second rest day. It's a mountain stage with a downhill finish, so... Don't pick Nibali. Don't pick Nibali, because he's going to win. But, um, so email us, tweet us, get it to us one of the two ways. Tweet us. Tweet us the All hashtag right, tweet 16th us. place. Yeah, definitely tweet us. All right, tweet us. We don't want your emails. We get plenty of emails. Um, <laughs> hash- you're gonna have to. You're going to have to use the hashtag 16th place. 16th place. Because it auto-populates the Yeah, I don't have it. Yes. Um, okay, so that's, that's what we're going to do um, there. Uh, just 16th place, you're going to win a uh, a race weekend in the middle of the mitten of Michigan. Thanks to Alma GP for uh, the sponsorship and uh, and the, the continued uh, listening support. Um, we do have a one or two vi- uh, listener emails that we do need to get to. Hey, Spencer, I bought your yeah. bike. Hey, guys, I wanted to let you all know that Spencer's old Raleigh single speed I bought from Taylor Jones will once again be tearing up the pinwheels and flyovers on mid of mid Atlantic <laughs> area cross races this season. I am a 16 Fantastic. year old junior who listens to the pod before most all races. And I have noticed a definite lack of juniors racing coverage. <laughs> That's true. So first off as a 16 year old junior listening to this podcast, um, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm mostly sorry for your parents um, because we're giving you horrible ideas. Tell them that you need to put some, uh, you need campy only on yeah. every one of your bikes. Yeah. They're going to love to um, hear that. So if I you also bought it have a from proposition. Taylor Jones. I'm thinking it has Campy on it. <laughs> so I also have a proposition for a brand new segment. I could send in race reports and stories from races on the bike and discuss the shenanigans that is trying to be a racer juicing in uh, racing a junior in men's Whoa. fields in Mabra. And believe me, there are many stories to tell. The kids cross corner name is a work in progress, but would come as a small price for a lukewarm signature on the frame at some point <laughs> in the future. Yes. I would be honored to see this added to the holy polygon of cycling corners on the Slow Ride podcast. Thanks for all the hours of banter. And I think, as we all know, the most talked about pro cyclist is Hincappy, not Froome oh, on the podcast. Work. Thanks, Sam Christie of Crosshair Cycling. Guys, I nice. think every now and then we could use a, uh, a junior's racing corner. I like it. it. I want to know what juniors are told at the start line, you know, like, like as a 16 year old junior, 
do you like people that are kind of like us where we make fun of you? Right? Like, like, <laughs> like, like, we're like hey, you know, out mm-hmm. of my way, junior. Like, yeah. You know, um, do you get nervous going to roll out? Like, are you, are you a little concerned that... Oh, maybe you oh, accidentally left the 47 tooth on? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, man, I don't know if uh, if my mom or dad uh, took this to the mechanic or not to get the 52 mm. off the front. Um, I'm, uh, All right. know, I'm just a little curious. Uh, what do you think, Spencer? Think we could use a little uh, kids cross uh, corner every now and then? Oh, sure. I mean, uh, I'm most excited to hear uh, what my bike is going to be doing um, all season long, uh, more than anything like junior specific, really. Um, because, uh, yeah, I, I, I already regret selling that bike. Um, it, it was a great frame and uh, I'm glad to hear it uh, is going somewhere uh, where it will be well loved. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> I, I, I already know for a fact that, um, it's definitely, uh, um, doing better than anything that you've ever done on it. You know what I mean? Like guaranteed higher <laughs> results than, uh, when it was a, uh, the lukewarm machine. It's like no, it's like getting a Tim, second chance at life going to a junior. <laughs> Tim, do you feel like that is supporting junior cycling though with that statement you just made? You need to tell them like, oh, this bike is this bike has done such great things. Now you can aspire to do great things as well. You need to inspire the next generation, Tim, and I feel like you just let them down. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I, I well, you know, as a former teacher, that was my entire existence was letting juniors down, so it's something I do well. Yeah. Um yeah. Hey, guys, I get it. I finally get it. This is from Andy Parsons. Having taken your advice, I bought a cross bike, and over the past few weekends, I've been out on gravel, through some woods and on some tra- on trails, and it's bloody awesome. Uh, he said bloody, so we know he's from the UK. I finally get why you guys love cross and gravel so much. Consider me converted. Tonight, I'll be taking the night train from London to Glasgow as I head to Grinduro, oh, nice. the gravel event I've been training for. I'm looking forward to catching up on a few episodes on the trip. He's up to number 70 from the back catalog. And oh, he, man. And Oof. now he's just starting to get some of the jokes. <laughs> Keep up the good work on the show. Was bummed about Velo Games. Andy P. Yeah, we were too. Um, I saw some great Oops. pictures from Grinduro yeah. in Scotland. Looked like a great time. But I, now, I, have, a, I have a couple of questions. I have several. Um, there. Yeah, one is how are we taking the blame for this? What oh, we t- we like. I, I feel like I don't know if we push gravel so hard, but we don't like push you know, it hard. But I we, mean, I'll take it. I want, I want, I want people to be happy yeah. racing their bikes and and have new fun experiences. I think, so I think that's I'll the take main it. thing. We 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 advocate for enjoying yourself and and not doing road races. <laughs> that's true. I mean, okay. I don't feel like we push the gravel a ton, but we definitely have all told stories of going and doing I gravel so much fun gravel I mean, rides and, you guys and enjoying are them so. permanently no, i think he's i think he's doing it right i'm just i just want to make sure there isn't some grander thing that we're uh we might be uh, experimenting so, in some dark arts uh mm. on accident so spencer i like uh, how you were wondering how we're getting blamed for the gravel i would just like to know what kind of person wants to listen to all of yes. our back catalog and is now up to episode 70 and then you know has obviously listened to the current ones i mean there is some there's some garbage back there. I mean, there's some good stuff, but I mean, oof. Oh, there's some there's some quality material, but uh, also if he's just starting to get some of the inside jokes, um, I, f- I feel like maybe uh, we need to be a little speedier on our uh, on our on our on our, our, our material here because um, uh, but you got to go back to you got to go back 150 episodes to, to find the origins. Uh, you know, that's a little that's a that's some research. No, I mean, uh, hey, hats off to you. Um, Good hey, research. Hey, guys, 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 I finally got the spreadsheets ready. <laughs> That's from Sam Fireball. You may have remember him. He emailed us last week when he copied all of the rules for Velo <laughs> Games. He's running the spreadsheet, so he's going to send us an update so we can actually see who between our three teams is going to win yeah. the Velo Games. But it's, it's going to require a lot of manual work. <laughs> but I do think it's something that we should all do between our three teams to see who... Uh, okay. Although little guy, you never I put never a team put in. a team in, so yeah, I can so make up whatever team I want. Make up a team that's yeah, just yeah. full of, um, you know, third tier sprinters. I'll put Pulsavio um, as my climber. As always, you can always email us at the Slow Ride Podcast at gmail.com. We love listening and hearing from you. Um, also, quick shout outs uh, to Ryan Fisher, who with his club helped organize a car- uh, charity fundraiser for the local cancer foundation and uh, wide angle podium donated a jersey that uh, went for the top dollar. So that was uh, fantastic Sweet. to see. 
uh, friend of the podcast, uh, Johnny Hanel in the uh, uh, Facebook Experience Zone, also showed that he broke his collarbone and uh, oh, huh? got tragic uh, knocks. You know, just breaking your collarbone seems is just not fun. So uh, surgery involved. And then we have yeah. a lot of other good things um, in there. Carson Riley, though, was the first one to point out to us that Dan Martin won a stage at the Tour de France Mm-hmm. with a jersey that did not have a zipper. <laughs> um, so basically, he was wearing, wearing a fancy T-shirt, as uh, Chris Anderson pointed out. Uh, Spencer, how do you feel about a uh, zipper-free jersey? Uh, I don't feel good, Tim. I do not feel this good. Is, this is a trend that I am, I am disgusted by, if it becomes a trend. Arrow is everything, right? Is it that much more arrow though? I just I think I have no idea actually. <laughs> like I mean, my biggest problem with this uh with this jersey situation, this whole arrow t-shirt uh ballet top situation that is going on with Dan Martin UAE in general is that it could kill the full schleck, which is oh, yeah. as we all know, the most beautiful thing in cycling. It's it's a death nail. I can't imagine this remains a trend because I, I think jersey companies are not going to want to just make a T-shirt. Well, do you guys think come the mountains he's going to still be wearing that jersey, or you think he's going to go to a normal one? Because I feel like he's he he's a man that likes to go kind of schlecky in the mountains. He's got a schleck build. Yeah, he looks like he's borderline dying. I mean, is this how cycling has gone completely full circle? I mean, remember, like, my uh, world championship bike swap jersey that I've got yeah. only has a zipper that's, like, an inch at the top. Yeah. So, you know, and then Arrow Helmets made a comeback, and that's basically mm-hmm. the same helmet from 1980. The <laughs> so maybe that's yeah. why... Um, What's old is new again, right? Yeah. But uh, for a new reason. Now, now the I guess I think that's the thing about <laughs> cycling is that... Whenever they trot out something old, they find a way to tell you how it's actually new and more efficient. And you're like, but wait, isn't that that old thing that I used to have? And they're like, yeah. no, 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 no. So this, There's a reason this is $300. It's going to save now, you lots. Now, little guy, do you think they're going to bring back eight speeds as a, as a new thing that's an innovation? Like, it's less gears, so it's lighter. Yeah, uh, probably. Something for, like that. Don't they already do that for some downhill bikes where they just run like five or six speed clusters? I'm not even sure. Um, um, no, but I was going to say that- one thing. One thing I did see recently, little guy, that should pique your interest mm-hmm. is the Rotor uh, Company uh, of the Rotor Group fame recently came out with a 13-speed <laughs> drivetrain. That's creepy, man. You're going to jinx yourself. They they should have the 13 upside down on the derailleur. I looked at the pictures of it online the other day, and um, it kind of creeps me out. I thought they would have just skipped 13 and go to 14, like the elevators. Yeah. <laughs> There'd be there'd just be a blank spot and you just shift into nothingness. Yeah. Um Yeah, I don't know. At least it's hydraulic. That's pretty cool. I mean they could call it fourteen speed and just have thirteen and be like, Oh, well, we skipped thirteen because it's unlucky. Yeah, it's unlucky. This, it's a, this is fourteen though. It kinda of fr- I mean I think there's a lot of superstition in cycling. It kinda of freaks me out to buy anything with just a big thirteen on it. They're gonna sure. they're gonna make black cat cranks or something too. I don't know. It feels a little weird. I, I was going to say about jerseys. I have an old Avocet jersey, which basically is from like 1985, but it has the cut of a modern jersey and then it's skin tight and like as thick as like, like it's like, it's like nothing, you know, but like, and for a while, you know, like when we first got into cycling, jerseys were like these big, thick, flowy, one third zip things like, you know, yeah. as Tyler Hamilton said, I believe in his like autobiography, you just sort of train until the jersey didn't fit right anymore. Like it started getting right. flappy, and then you knew you were fit. You know, so right. yeah, uh, th- they've come full circle in that yeah. way too. You know, so well, all right. I mean, I let's let's stop talking about the zipperless jersey just because yeah. it's a trend we want nothing to happen to, mm-hmm. and but let's get into the other uh, quick jersey thing that. I just Spencer on the yeah. the um, in our uh, fan group, Bill Janikowski, the other day was saying that it was a big sell on the Wanty kit, and 1995 wants it back. I was kind of <laughs> mad. I almost kind of kicked him out because that Wanty kit may be one of my favorites in the pro 
in the Tour de France peloton right now. You can see it, man. And it matches the the helmet so nicely. Yeah. The whole thing. It's a I bad think. kit, Tim. It's a good kit, man. You it's, think it's so a bad Euro. Kit? It's perfectly I think Euro. It's a bad kit. It's perfectly Euro. Wow. All right. Well, let's get into the um, one of the real reasons people listen, and that's our expert bike opinion. So that means that we need to get into the Giro de Rosa. Oh yeah, let's get into um, it, guys. Let's well, let's I, let's dig deep. Let's dig super well, deep. First off, we're gonna just so we can about find your teams. Anamik Van Vluten took the win for Mitchelton Scott by four minutes over Ashley Mulman of Cervella Bigla. What, what? My team. Um, and then Amanda Spratt in a solid third place. So, mm-hmm. little guy, let's go to the Velo Games rankings and see how we did. Oh, yeah. Let's. Um, all right. Whoa, 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 Tim. Don't scroll down so far. You missed my team. Where I'm are you? Ra- Oh, I'm second place, you wow. guys. Second place. And you did that by pressing Control F for Lisa Klein, and she wasn't even. She there. wasn't there, and so then, I couldn't even pick her. Now you picked Van Vluten. Yep. Smart pick. Um, if you do look at your point totals, really only four people <laughs> registered points for you: Niwadama, yeah, Kevin Cameron Schramm, Megan Garnier of Bowles Dolman, and then uh, Lucia Brand. Of, uh, uh, Block got some points. Of, uh, Sixty-eight. We'll, we'll count that. Yeah, yeah. So good job, little guy. Um, you actually did pretty well overall. Uh, second place is way better than. Uh, I don't even know where. Oh well, I did beat Spencer, so that's pretty good. So my team was obviously um, uh, due to uh, Mulman's uh, second place finish overall. So you mm-hmm. know, I was pretty solid there. But Spencer, I'm sorry, you got a solid uh, third place and uh, almost near the bottom in the overall. What happens? It's a bummer. I came out strong and uh, you know couldn't close it out in the in the in the final. Now, did you guys get to watch any of the uh, the racing at all? No, I watched a couple highlights here and there, okay. but I never got to. I, they went really up the Monte Zol- Zolicon, and uh, so that was pretty cool to see. Um, I overall another great race. I think that the the recaps, Spencer, you turned me on to the recaps that are out there, and uh, well done for the most part. Uh, it's been pretty yeah. cool to see and. Uh, Anamik Van Vluten with a uh, solid wind, um, I think. Is yeah, that, a... that final stage was incredible. If you watch nothing else, just go go search out those highlights. Well, the and then the stage, are you talking stage nine when they went up the Zonicon? Zon, Zon, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So, yeah, that's when uh, Van Vluten definitely put the um, put the pedal to the metal, and only Ashley Molman was uh, able to go, and then that's how Amanda Spratt found herself up on the podium as well. So... They went one, two, three, and that's also how it finished at the end. Um, before that, you had um, Lucia, Lucinda Brand um, in second place, two twenty nine down on Van Vluten, and so Van Vluten showed that she's the best. She didn't pull the Chris Froome of not winning a stage and winning the tour. <laughs> um, she uh, only happened like once. She put in some pretty good work. Also, good to see at the um, the Giro de Rosa was Marianne Voss uh, taking a stage win. I think sometimes we we forget is is how dominant Marianne Voss was for a little while there. Yeah. Um, how easily the best cyclist in the world, and then she kind of had her overtraining issues and kind of stepped back from the sport for a year, injuries, and now it's good to see her back. Um, I remember we were at uh, Richmond World Championships and uh, she was not there, and remember that was like kind of that one of those questions that was asked at the press conference where it was like, yeah. oh, Marianne Voss is in there. And, um, you know, the, the response was, well, yeah, but there's tons of other like high quality women racers. Yeah. But Marianne Voss taking the win, I think is fantastic to see. I mean, it's, you know, welcome, you know, fully back, mm-hmm. you know, good to see. Totally but, agree. And next week we'll be able to talk a little bit more about the, uh, women's Giro de Rosa because we're going to have a friend of the podcast. Yeah. A- a- Abby's going to be on the, <laughs> and it's going to be fantastic to have Abby help us talk through the tour de France and then also women's racing. This uh, past couple of weeks. Yeah, she could break down the Giro Rosa with much more insight than we can. Yeah, that's for sure. But little guy, congratulations on getting second place in the uh, Velo Games. Great to see. Yeah, I'm glad it finally happened. <laughs> All right, guys. Got myself well, on a podium. We'd like to thank everyone for listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. Make sure you tweet and follow us on Instagram at the Slow Ride Pod. You can also email us at the Slow Ride Podcast at gmail.com. We'd like to thank our supporters, in particular, Bit or. Grimper Brothers Coffee, which you can get at bit.ly slash WAP Beans. Once again, that's Grimper Brothers Coffee, the wide-angle podium full schleck blend available at bit.ly slash WAP Beans. 
And we'd also like to thank BK1 of Rhymesters Entertainment for the intro and outro music. This is Tim in Orlando, well, uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. <laughs> this is Matt in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And this is Spencer in Boston reminding you to always wave at all your fellow cyclists that you see out on the road. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod.